When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Good afternoon, wherever you may be, right around the country. Friday at midday means one thing. It's time for the Form Lounge. Miles Fitzner with you for the next hour as we turn our attention once again and concentrate on the west of Australia. Big show coming up. Sammy's done a magnificent job and he's lined up the best out of the west. Tim Gosling should join me very, very shortly. The superstar jockey Clint Johnston-Porter to join me as well. Uh, just after about quarter past 12. Mitch Lewis to run through the cards, of course, at Caulfield Zipping Classic Day as well. And we'll talk some horses at Morfordville uh, Parks Track. And then Dan Cripps to join me as we get his best bets. And then you'll get mine at the end of the show. 0499 736 736. You know the rules. 0499 736 736. I want the horses that you like, the winner of the Winterbottom, the winner of the Zipping Classic, your best bets, any horse, any question, you name it, right around the country, 0499-736-736. Absolutely love this man. When, when, when I first started on radio, he took me under his wing a bit. He always checked in with me. He's helped me out the entire time. Uh, when I started in the game, he is one of the best in the West. I speak of the great Tim Gosich. Hello to you, Gosa. Um, Getsy, nice to chat with you, great man. Finished up on breakfast today, so I'm on two months... Uh, uh, two months leave. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Don't know what well, I'm going to do with myself. I know, I, know, I, know, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to steam into the pinnacles. <laughs> How I saw the photo of you there last week. How is it over there at the moment? I'm jealous I'm not there. Last week was a bit confusing. It was a great start. The crowd was a little down. It's still big. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, there was predictions of 39 degrees. But atmosphere amazing. Ollie is a special guest. They've known the 1900 bar and stand after him. Gay Waterhouse was there. She was my barrel girl. Like there was a barrel when they had to draw out 10 tickets, and guess who did the drawing? She did, and no, I read out the names. Yeah, <laughs> no, sure. We worked beautifully. It was fantastic. And I've actually, I don't know if you know, I've actually got, I had to spend a couple of days in hospital this week, uh, Miles. I haven't really let people know. Not the, not the whole day, just had to go in a couple of times for third-degree bruises uh, and injuries forced on me by Terry Layton after Be Optimistic. Um, <laughs> how good was that? I was that? standing next to Terry. Well, mate, this is how well I'm going. I didn't even know he owned it. And didn't you? I knew that he'd had a wager. No, I didn't know. And I knew that he'd tipped it. I knew you'd tipped it and you liked it. 
And then I, he introduced me to a young man who's I know his wife, who's involved in real estate, blue bar, blue bar, but all worked out. He went cocoa bananas to the point they actually picked up Luke Fernie. Like Luke Fernie's a big unit. He picked <laughs> him up. Leighton was he he went disgustingly crazy, but gee, it's passionate and you gotta love him for it and it landed the prize. It was never going to get beaten. It was a great day last week. Great well, day. Uh, look, mate, when when the price maybe had a two in front of it that some of us got, oh. that's, oh. that's that's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> that's probably why he picked yeah, up. He Luke was up Fernie. and about. There's a few of us went early. Now it, it was it was hit and miss. It was one of those days I found last week that I mean I managed to turn a profit in the railway, but I did back Bustler, Maracino, and Comfort Me. You know, so so. It's sort of it's there's weird ways to go about it um, in, in some of those yeah. bigger races, but the winter bottom this week does it look a little bit more clear cut for you than than probably the railway last week? Well, it, it does because of course the, the top weight is a bona fide star and has won here, of course. But gee, there were some big runs down the bottom. I mean, we only I mean rip, rip cord was enormous. I know you're speaking to CJP. Like I've never seen a horse get home as as quick as it last start. It was amazing. It's still going to represent great value. I think it, there's going to be high speed on because we know overpass is drawn a little out wide, so it's going to have to pour on the pressure to sort of get to the lead. So it's going to be another high-pressure race. Does it look a one-out? Does it look a standout? I probably you'd go overpass due to pure class, but at the same time, it is WA racing, and they we do things a little bit differently over here. There's often high-speeding races. Um and you've got to look down the bottom of the weights as well. Oscar's Fortune's a really talented horse. And as we mentioned, Ripcord. So, um, yes, I think I'll be tipping uh, the top weight uh, to, to get the money. And I was at the Quokka last year when it was just magnificent when it uh, took out the big race. Bjorn Baker loves a big win over here. Josh Parr knows how to get the job done over here. So, um, going to be very hard to beat. I wouldn't say it's a one-outer, but I think you're certainly going to have to find it. Or every horse that any horse that's going to beat it is going to have to be on its best behaviour. Yeah, that's how it looked like for me. That that you get two horses that are, that are the three-year-olds down the bottom, and whether or not they can be yep. good enough to try and overturn the star at the top, and whether or yep. not then you just you can sort of back to it value and maybe save one. But um, that looks about it. That ripcord win was something else, and I'm going to talk oh. to CJP about it. But it's funny how they look like that, isn't it, Goz? But I think it was still only the eighth fastest last 200 for the day. You'd swear it was the fastest by the length of the Flemington Strait, wouldn't you? Yeah, correct. And I think, oh, yeah, I think, you know, Oscar's Fortune Augment, I think they were starting to paddle a little bit. It had been a high-pressure race, but did come from 12th, you know, had drew the outside, come from 12th at the 400. The momentum was there. Probably a lot of its work was done between the 400 and the 200, but it was an exceptional performance. And we all love... We all love those fast finishing wins, and and that was something to behold. But you're probably right when you go on numbers alone. Probably the inside horses were paddling more than it was actually flying home. But gee, it was good to the eye. Hey, um, what else have you liked over there so far? What what do you what do you what, what have you got sort of just kicking around? I know you like the the mail and people text through to you, and you get a bit of mail <laughs> here and there. What else is yeah. what else is kicking around? Uh, I, just in regards to the races tomorrow, or just in yep. general. We'll just well, we'll start with the races tomorrow. I've got some. I yeah. want to ask you on some other general mail too. After this, in a second, <laughs> with pleasure. Um, last week, the first race was called off, um, and probably with hindsight, probably shouldn't have been. I think there was a scare factor. It was going to be thirty nine, but it was thirty two early in stage thirty two. 
first race was was declared a no race. Obviously, it was abandoned. I like Tony Spirit last week. Now, this is a little tougher than what it's expecting. Uh, Jordan Rolfe is a very a fine young trainer. Michael Poy, as your listeners in Victoria, predominantly, I know we go around the country, but Michael Poy has really made a stand over here in regards to getting plenty of rides. He's riding plenty of winners. He's travelling to ride them. And he's on this thing at $13 tomorrow, Tony Spirit, in the first diamond scene. Has got a picket fence alongside his name. Drawn one, William Pike. We know where Pike is going to go. He's going to go inside. So Tony Spirit's going to, you know, going to need every bit of every hope. But I think at each way odds in the first, Tony Spirit, the male, is pretty good for it. And then I'm going to book it in the meeting because they're going to go all the way back to the last race. And I, my neighbour, he's uh, <laughs> been around for years. Ian, he's related to Michael Campbell, and I didn't know. So he put his head up over the fence yesterday and he said, uh, me, me cousin or me nephew, or I don't even know what he is, the relation, Michael is saddling up a winner on Saturday at the race. Oh, I love this. And I, I love these. And, and I'm assuming, <laughs> if I know Michael Campbell, he, he's, uh, he's got a bit of merit going around in the last race. Lucy Fiore to ride $5, barrier three, open race, final event on the card. Uh, anything could win. If you're alive in the quaddy, good luck. Uh, but there you go. So there's some neighbourly advice that's a bit of merit, according to Ian, my long-time neighbour, who's related to the trainer, uh, is saying that he'll have a winner on Saturday. I knew you'd have something up your sleeve. Now, the one other thing I, I, I knew there'd be something coming from somewhere. The one other thing I did <laughs> want to ask you is, hmm? what's his mail getting around about the Harley Reid hamstring? What's the go there? Nah, no, no Harley Reid. Mate, he came across uh, with a, a dodgy knee. Mate, can we not talk about Harley Reid? He's had the back page every day since he's been here. So he should. We're on Harley Watch. Mate, oh, mate, well, I'm all Harley Reid. Don't worry. I was chips in Harley Reid. I went harder when everyone said they were going to trade out the picks, and I was trying to tell people that ain't going to happen. Told him, we told him that he had to take pick number nine. West Coast weren't even, weren't even planning to give him nine until we told him to take it. Um, so he is a superstar in WA. Everywhere he goes... People want their photo with him. He is Nick Nat Nui-esque uh, at the moment in WA. He's settled in really nicely. And for a bloke that didn't want to come here, according to Sam McClure and others, he looks pretty comfortable, let me tell you. Yeah, what did you make of that? He, he, he put it out there, didn't he? And then he went to, had to go the double down rather than saying, oh, well, look, I, I didn't think they'd do that. I got it wrong. He, he doubled down. He's still doubling down. He still he's reckons still... he shouldn't be there. And he still reckons West Coast stuffed it up. I mean, maybe he's the best player by the length of the Flemington Straight. I mean, you just take the best available. West Coast, can you imagine West Coast not taking Harley Reid and for the next five, ten years we, they're, 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 they're going to live with it? Bottom line is, everyone says, I'll only be here for three years. Take the three years. If he doesn't want to be here after three years, trade him out, get the first pick in the next draft that's, if he becomes available, or he stays and becomes a 250-gamer. Matthew Pavlich stayed. Shannon Hearn stayed. Plenty of state. Harley Reid, very comfortable in WA, and WA's warm to him big time. I've been saying this for some time, that if you get them in your system and your system isn't good enough to keep them there, then yep. then that's a problem with your system. So if you can Correct. get them there for three years, and if you can't convince them after three years that they want to stay, well, then that's your, that's your own fault. Miles, he's coming from Tongala, mate. He's not coming from South Yarra. He's not coming from Turak. Seriously, everyone thinks that birds are backwater. The last time I checked the ATM, they don't pay me in corn chips. We get dollars and cents like the rest of the country. Huh? <laughs> what else is What else is happening in the West, mate? Where are the the Wildcats? Can, can you give us like, an overview of everything in the West at the moment? Oh, 
Hutchie's here today. Danger, danger. Oh, Hutchie's here today. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's here and all the uh, and Sim Kiss and all the big owners. Oh, yeah. look out! I know, I know. But Scotty and got uh, Scotty and I got out of the radio this morning before he arrived. But Smart. the Wildcats are in action tonight. They take on the Sydney Kings now, and all of Sydney's owners, Paul Smith, Luke Longley, Andrew Bogut are all going to be in the house. So it could get very feisty indeed. Huge game for the Caddies after the break. Five wins. We don't like Sydney. Sydney don't like us. Um, going to be huge tonight. So um, fingers crossed they can keep going because if the Wildcats keep winning, we'll keep our jobs, Miles. And do the Scorchers win the BBL? They'll win the BBL, yeah. And they, the girls folded up. Spoke to Mitch, Mitch Marsh today. Um, he won't play a lot of it, but uh, he's going to try. And as he said, he's only one bad test match without being dropped out of the test team, so he might become available. Um, Scorchers will just win. Uh, they're the best at it, uh, best fans, best venue. It's over. Um, so what we're doing is we're going to go all up, overpass, into bit of merit, into Wildcats, into Scorchers to win the title. You're going to have to be patient because the right. uh, final of the Big Bash is not for a while. <laughs> patient? Yeah, we've only got to wait two months for that Mouldy to land, Goss. I'll get Sam, <laughs> I'll get Sam <laughs> to put a time marker on this so we can Thank go back and much. get the audio. Mate, always love chatting to you. You're an absolute Thank ripper you. and you've always been generous with your time, mate. And we'll hopefully maybe even get you on next week or the week after. Yeah, love you, Miles. You do a great job, mate. All, all the very best. Tim Gosage there. He's a superstar out of the West. Uh, he's a jet. He's a jet, guys. Just one of the great guys. This is the Formlands on a Friday, 0499-736-736. CJ Peter joined me on the other side of this. Mitch Lewis still to come. And uh, off the text, Michael from Clyde Fitzy, you're an absolute pisser, baiting sausage in, in the snap of a finger. Now, I didn't – look, I knew that once we get the Harley Reid stuff, I did like his call saying they paid dollars and cents over here like everyone else. It's not the backwater. <laughs> anyway, we'll jump to a break. Good to chat to guys. On the other side of this, we'll chat with – well, superstar jockey Clint Johnson-Porter. Miles Fitzner with you right around the country. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, welcome back to the Form Lounge, right around the country. 0499 736 736. It's 0499 736 736. Love to hear from you. What do you like? Uh, Simo said, can overpass win from Barry 11? Dead said it can, Simo. Um, it just depends on how the race is going to be run here from a tempo perspective. And this is what I really want to talk to Cripper about as well. But... Like I explained on the on the what I call the main station a little bit earlier, is I'm having three bets um, in the race. One of them, well, two of them will be on Ripcord and Oscar's Fortune on the two down of the weights, and then I'm going to back over pass enough to essentially uh, get my stake back and a little bit more. So um, that's how we played it the other the other day with Bustler, and uh, that's how we'll continue to play it. 0499736736. It's 0499736736. Wherever you may be, right around the country, let us know on any horses you like. Um, to find spirit, I'll get to that. Uh, Mitch Lewis, not far away either. Uh, and Dan Cripps with his best bets. But love to know yours. Absolutely love to know yours. It's not sure. Have we got Clint down the line? I think Sam might be on the phone to him right now. 
as we have a chat to him. We've got Clint on the line. Joins us, a superstar of the West, CJP. How are you, mate? Mate, I don't think I could ride a horse oh. as good as that bloke could. Oh, I got <laughs> to you, Mitchie Lewis. Hello to you, my friend. How are you? Yeah. Hello. How are you going, mate? I'm going well. Hey, sorry. I just had CJP up on my sheet. And uh, I thought I was talking to the best hoop going around and said I'm talking to one of the best tipsters in the business. Mate, how are you, first of all? We haven't had a chat for a little while. Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. All's well, ends well type thing. Yeah, it's been busy enough, but good. And what about you? Did you celebrate in style? Well, I know you did. You, Absolutely, course, I, I did. Cigar. Yep, went yeah. to a beautiful cigar last night, which I'm not... Um, uh, I'm... I'm uh, I really like cigars. I'm not a huge cigar smoker day to day, but I really like going and having a nice cigar. Hey, um, mate, can we touch quickly on the Valley first tonight? I might even roll you across yeah. the news here if that's okay with you. But you, you're yeah, a Valley specialist. Yeah. You love the Valley. I know you love it. Um, you're good at it. What, what do you like at the Valley tonight for a few people to maybe sort of pick up a little bit of a quid tonight? Is that There's one in about race five, isn't there, called uh, Foolproof that looks pretty hard to beat? Uh, I was willing to risk foolproof, uh, but I've got three best bets there at the Valley. I just thought that foolproof was short enough, in my opinion, for where I'd mapped him. So, you know, I'm not I'm not being a brain surgeon here. I think you want to be forwards, and I'm getting my race map up. I had him going a little bit back. I thought Lady Tino probably gets run of the race. Yep, for Jerome Hunter and Tatum Bull. Anything else or anything at the Valley that, that's worth sort of stepping into yep, tonight? yep. Two that I'm pretty keen on. In the first, number 14, faithful champion for the Hayes team. So this is an ex-Hong Kong galloper that I believe David had and he sent back here to Australia after two unsuccessful runs over there. Um, he showed that he's got some talent in two trials at Flemington. and His last one in particular was very impressive. So he jumped and led in those trials. I think he landed in a good position and I think given his sort of talent that he showed at the trials, he might be too good for this maiden. Beautiful. Anything else? Race three, number two, the genius. So this horse hit the line really well to run third over the 2,000 metres last start. He was a little bit unlucky at the top of the straight, up to the 2,500 metres today and down in grade. I think that's a much better setup for this horse. So that's my best of the night there. The genius, Danny O'Brien and Damien Lane. Now, We'll turn our attention to uh, the Zipping Classic. And, mate, this is one of those meetings that just sticks with me, the Zipping Classic race especially. I've got memories of zipping or bolting in. Um, it's just a day that I always, every time it pops up, I sort of can know exactly where I was when I watched a few of these races. What do you like in the Zipping Classic to start with? I know Duke de Sessa, um, I sort of wanted probably more rain. Uh, then it made it probably a bit more open than I thought. I thought Muramasa is probably the best of the horses on a good deck. That's probably exactly the same as what I'm thinking. So I, at this stage, I'm still happy to be with Duke Decessa because I think there's going to be rain during the day. So we know that rain during the meeting can just make it a little bit wetter than what, say, the rating might be. So I, I think Duke Decessa, it's promised a lot. If the conditions suit, I think it gets its best opportunity to win a race like this. It's won twice over the 2,400 metres. So if we do get it a soft six, I think Duke Decessa is a play. But if the rain stays away, I agree. I think Laura Mass is the one. She's been going really well. Um, we'll go to uh, race number seven on the card, the Sandown Guineas. It looks all about Arkansas Kid in this. I know it opened at $2 out to $2.35. Um, look, oh, 
I wanted to make a case for a horse maybe like Sunset Dreaming. I was with it last start or even a Vivier. Yeah, I, I'm the same. So I keep coming back to Arkansas Kid and I'm a little bit like, well, I may as well not try and change it up. you just got to keep it simple. Look, I, I think he's been closing off races okay. So that, to me, suggests the 1600 is not going to be an issue. Barrier six, I think uh, Mark Zara can put him in a position behind the two leaders, Prevailed and Perovic. So I believe this is a very good opportunity for him down in grade to be able to tick a good race off this prep. Um, yeah, I might have probably, I'll save Arkansas kid and then I'll just have a little nibble sunset dreaming at $17. So it was a bit of a whisper kicking around that it was going to go all right last start. Hey, what about race number nine, the uh, Summon Stakes? Revolutionary miss, superb win. Um, last start, and I can't believe I actually went on this show and I said, go with Revolutionary Miss. And then when I got on to Saturday, I tipped Kazoo on the Saturday, um, which was just... And then Kazoo pulled up lane and everything, had all the bad luck in the world, so you were stiff there. Yeah, so what do you like here in the in the summon? Oh, tough race. I, I didn't think Revolutionary Miss would get the same sort of race to run as she did last week. I sort of, sort of thought... The last file might be a little chance, a little bit better value. I think it's a little bit better set up for this horse than it was in the last start. Drawn much better. Last time had a wide run from Barrier 13 on a leader's favouring track. I think she can improve and she'll go pretty close, in my opinion. Um, is there anything else in that race that we can maybe make a case for? Like Frumos, if it Ooh, gets any better, Wallombi. Yeah, Pickaroon's an interesting one here. This horse that, you know, it won a 70 at Hamilton back on the 14th of October. It comes to Flemington over the mile in the 80 and beat some really, really, really good horses. There was some very, very strong mail before that Hamilton race. Um, I think it was 17 into seven. So I think they reckon they found the key to this horse. And I agree. I, I think it can run a race. I thought the last start win was very impressive. So that's the one that I would say is a little bit rougher play in the race. What we might do, Mitchie, if I can hold you over the news, if you can just give us a little bit more of your time. I'm going to quickly jump to the news. I'll come back, get your best bits for Caulfield uh, and, of course, Morfordville Parks. And if you've done any in the West, I'll get them there too. I want all your tips. I'm chatting to Mitch Lewis from Form Guide Breakdowns. You can go follow him on Twitter, his tipping service there. It's all free and he's a jet. We're going to go to the news pack in a moment. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Miles Fitzner with you right around the country. Love to get your texts in 0499 736. 736. Just a little bit of bad news just there in the news break. Unfortunately, um, CJP's had something come up um, and uh, is not able to come on uh, on the show. So, um, uh, yeah, we uh, apologise for putting that up on the top, but it just can't be helped. So, um, yeah, shout out to CJP and um, and uh, we'll try and get him on again for you next week. But he's just had something pop up, so um, we'll leave him be. Mitchie Lewis joins me from Form Guide Breakdowns. Mitchie just a little bit more time than we thought now. I, I, I want to go back and maybe if we can even sort of half buzz through um, this card at Caulfield, the Merson Cooper uh, race number one over the thousand. It's all about a knees but I know there's been a bit of a push um, for this horse flattered by a few people as well, a Paddy Paynes and Billy Egan's. Yeah, interesting race. I am with uh, and the Yzma. Uh, so I thought the run behind Caravas down the straight was 
reasonably good. She did a few things wrong. I just saw that in a race like this, I like to lean to race experience, and she's got that. So wouldn't be surprised. The other one, the James Cummings debutant as well, wouldn't surprise me either, but I'm going for race experience in this race. Yeah, how do you say that? Voil? Voily? Uh, it looks like voila. I'll, I'll leave that no through to the keeper. I've stuffed yeah. the queue up this week. <laughs> hey, race number two uh, over the 1800, benchmark 70. A wash is a favourite at $4.80. Um, yeah, this is a bit wild, this, by the look of this race. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd describe it, mate. I, th- I found it pretty tough. I thought, um, for me, the best chance was probably going to be Starry Ann. I think they scratched from a race somewhere else to be here. I sort of thought the last start, six, was an okay run in that. It was an interesting race, that one. So I, I gave it a chance, but I'm probably not having a bet in this race. Uh, we'll go to race number three on the card over the 2,400, the benchmark 84. These are the horses that essentially probably not in the Zipping Classic or just the one below. Cadmus is your favourite. I know there's early money on for Pesto, nines into $6. Um, wouldn't surprise me if a horse like Maserati Bay turned up here if it went a bit sort of on pace. This, I, I don't think you can bet into this race with a huge amount of confidence, can you? No, no. So I'm a little bit the same. I've got one of value in this race, number four, Farago. So it's got a good record with Craig Williams in the saddle. If there's a little bit of rain around as well, I think that... Oh, this is that duck, isn't it? He's a duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think uh, it should, if the rain is around from barrier three, lead them up, which I'm expecting to be a better position. And I think that horse will go close from a good ride. Race number four on the card is the Twilight Glow Stakes. Thanks to Mercedes-Benz at Berwick. And if they're listening, uh, I'm in the market for a new car too, Mercedes-Benz, if uh, you want to get in on the form lounge. <laughs> Race number four. Mate, this is nearly the best on the card, isn't it? Miraval Rose. I've been with it the last two. I just sort of unlucky that last start. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not sure I wanted to play at that price because I think the number one horse, Extremely Rowdy, could be a very handy filly. I'm surprised they backed up after the impressive run last week at Cranbourne, so I'm just a little bit worried. Extremely rowdy might be there or thereabouts. She might be a really good filly, so I'm probably willing to dodge this race, but it's got to be between those two, the one and the three. Yeah, it was a superb win uh, by Extremely Rowdy. I know the Gelagotis team had pretty well declared it. Race number five, uh, Ain't No Deal done the favourite here over the 1800 in the Lamaros Hotel Eclipse Stakes. Probably another one. I know a lot of people are keen on... um, just folk. I know there's talk around about Keats. Oh, I've got to stick with Ain't No Deal Done here. Yeah, this is one I've said a lot on Gareth's shows this week. You need to be able to be flexible with some of these meetings when you're unsure what the rain's going to do. So I'm just folk if I'm a soft six plus and I'm Ain't No Deal and Done anything better. I think Ain't No Deal and Done needs a good track to be able to produce his best. And if there's a bit of rain around, I think Just Folk's going to grow a leg, hopefully. And then we'll get to the Kevin Heavenen, which is race number six. Valana's a favourite at two fifteen. This is another race that you probably like. If it's wet, Valana's in it up to its neck. It'll probably start a dollar eighty because three from four on the heavy deck. I mean, this thing just at dead set swims. Um, but we just don't really know what we've got. I mean, maybe unusual culture comes into it. Solid enough record second up, but I'd want it sort of this. I'd want it sort of soft at worst, not no heavy. Yeah, I've got Lana on top in the race, expecting a soft six. I think that'll be enough for that horse. But I, I, if it's dry enough and you don't get any more rain over there, I think Crosshaven can run a race. Won this race last year, has won third up before, and the first up run 
was very impressive. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that horse run a race. And the race we didn't touch on before is the Premier Science Dufton Stakes in race number 10, Jigsaw. Uh, is, I think the Jigsaw got scratched from one of the other races to race here the other week, didn't it? It was a late scratch. The Apache Cat. Yep, the Apache Cat. Um, Garn to your favourite for the Snowden team. Showmanship's got to be some hope first up. Extremely lucky we've seen before. Similian's a good horse on its day. Cardigan Queen can show up. I mean, this is a field leg in the quaddy, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be tight. I think by now you'll know how the track's playing. If the track is a little bit leaderish due to the wind they're forecasting, I think Jigsaw's going to be the one in the right position. Jesus, Plonk Lord of Sign at the top two open seven teams in the $9 already uh, and continuing to come. Now, your best bets at Caulfield before we turn our attention quickly to Morfordville Parks. Uh, we'll go race seven, number one, Arkansas Kid, and race eight, number seven, Duke to Sessa. If it's wet, I think he's a bet. All right, uh, Morfordville Parks. Interesting little meeting this. The one that I really, well, that stood out for me uh, is the Nick Ryan runner in race 10 um, and of Port Albert. I wanted to touch on it. Do you think it can win? Yes, I think it can. This is easily the best race of the day. I think he stands out. The one that I was going to be with at Color Dream at an each way price, but they've scratched that horse. So just watch the track for any leader bias. I definitely think Port Albert's a chance, but I also give Clabelle a chance first up. Trialed really well recently. So where, uh, where are your best bets at Morfordville? I'll let you run through them, buddy. Race one, number four, Moon Treaty. First starter for the Jolly team. We know the Jolly team have an unbelievable record with their first starters. This horse has continually been back since the market's come up, so that's a little indicator to me. I've got some people that have been in that stable, so I think this horse is going to be ready to go. Tried really well, showed good early speed, barrier three. It's got all the hallmarks of a win for a debutant here. So I think Moon Treaty wins race one. Yep. Race three, I like number four, Lights of Broadway. She's a mare in uh, form. Oh, she's been scratched. Just come out. Oh, yeah, I was, I was with you there over. too. How long ago was that? Oh, not Course, that long. This morning. Yeah, nine o'clock. Because I gave it out in Garrisco this morning and she was still there. How devastating is that? Yeah, I know. Hey, but look, you know what? Sometimes when you tip them as a best bet and they get scratched, you haven't lost. So um, no, you, just take it, right. you just take it as a win. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So race four, number five, Aruga Mama. Short now, but I think it just gets the job done. $1.70, perhaps put it in a small malt, double it up with something. Race six, number one, Fantify. She should win. She's short. Perhaps they're the two that you could put together. Uh, yep. Michael's stable is going really well this season, and he declared roulette queen the other day, so I'd like to know. Oh, how good was that? He's gonna... Yeah. Did you hear him on Go? No, I only heard him afterwards, but someone said I'd go and have a listen to this, and I heard him say back, and Gareth said, now you got roulette queen, and then Michael just went, it'll win. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. He must have been on the phone with the other end of me, and I'd just finished talking about that horse, so I'm quite happy with that he didn't hear me pot it or the other way, vice versa. No, mate, you've uh, superb by you. We had a great day Wednesday. Now, what um, were so other than that one in race six? What have we got any later at Morfordville Parks? Yeah, I think race eight, number one, Mister Havertshire. He he might be my each way player today. So I'm expecting this track's going to be a little bit leaderish with the rail out and a bit of sun around. Barrier three. Going to jump forward. There's not a lot of pressure in the race, so I think he'll get run of the race up in front. Now, Rockstar Megsy, the six, is the best horse in the race, but she's first up from barrier eight over 1,000 metres, and she likes to get back to last. So she's going to need a fair bit of luck 
from that barrier, in my opinion, first up. So I think Mr. Havichat will bounce on the bunny and he's at least the top three charts. Um, and now, today, uh, you've got a couple of Mount Gambier today, don't you, for us uh, a little bit later on? Yeah, Mount Gambier's got their twilight meeting, Christmas twilight meeting tonight, and they've got nine races. So with Maricourt getting knocked out last week, they've picked up a few extra races. So I'd say it'd be a pretty good show out there today. Yeah, we'll get out there. At what They still call it Glen Burnie Racecourse. Yeah, I think that's what they – Alan Scott, Glen Burnie Racecourse. And yep. well, yeah, they just keep adding names to it. But, no, it's it's looking absolutely <laughs> unbelievable recently. Hey, what have you got for us here, buddy? Right, race one, number nine, Harleen, making its debut for the Daniel Bowman stable. I don't know if you remember this horse. This is an ex-Chris Beag horse. Harleen spent a lot of time running around races with Jubinenko and stuff like that in the two-year-old seasons and three-year-old races. I think some of her metro form back at Morfittville was quite strong. So I think she's probably going to be too good for him in a class one here. She's got barrier four and a little bit of speed. I think she'll go forwards and be in a handy position, which you'll want to be over the 900 metres. So race one, number nine, Harleen kicks our day away early. Yeah, I'm a great... The money on too. Money's on. Where are we going next? Yep. Race four, number two... Erlandis. This is for the Tony and Calvin McAvoy team. They bring one across from Ballarat down here to Mount Gambier. So this horse has taken a little bit of time to get to the track. It's had a lot of trials, but its last few trials have indicated that it looks ready to go. 15, 50 metre maiden. I don't think this is a very strong race, and I think they have strategically brought this horse just to tick off this win. So, like I said, it's not a very strong race. I think he looks a better type. His breeding suggests he might be a reasonable type, so I think he wins on debut here. All right, where and any others? Race eight, number nine, Ornamental Lady. So this horse has been running around in BM66s at Morfittville and competing okay. The last start fourth behind La Defence and All Beans it was a pretty good form reference. So she's won here before. I think Barrier Nine's not too bad because she's got a little bit of speed and there's not much else speed in the race. So she'll find a position about Outside the leader, uh, look, I just think she's probably dropping in grade to a much easier level and she should get the job done for us there. Mitchy, appreciate everything, mate. Thanks for filling in. Just buying me a little bit more time too with the C- CJP withdrawing. We'll get on those at me at Gambia today. All your tips and everything are up at formguidebreakdowns.com.au and Twitter, aren't they? Yep, that's right. All the todays are up there and then when I've got enough room on the webpage, I'll fire up tomorrow's <laughs> as well. So they're all up there for free. Mate, you've been going as well as anyone in the country. Appreciate your time as always, buddy. Thank you, mate. Have a good day and good luck listening if you're following. Mitchie Lewis, he's a superstar. Go follow him at Form Guy Breakdowns. Go and have a look at his results. He's a jet. We're going to jump to a break. Dan Cripps on the other side of this. We'll try to quickly run through the Ascot card for you. My best bet's probably a little shorter this week. I want to wait. I've been going a bit early with the best bets, and I've been sort of running second, third here or there and not quite polishing them off. So I've got a couple we'll throw out. Um, but uh, we'll touch more on that on the other side of this. This is the Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday right around the country. A few texts, Nico, Dan, Mac. I'll get to them. I'll get to them very, very shortly. Hey, uh, 
I've got to introduce this man, though. He's a superstar out of the West. We love having him on. And we know that we only talk to them at certain times of the year, really, and put it in focus because sometimes Perth racing to the East is like the red-headed stepchild that you don't talk to at Christmas, but not at this time of the year. Dan Cripps of Cripps Racing joins me. Hello, Cripper. Hello, Fitzy. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on. Hey, um, now, has Terry Layton um, come down uh, from Cloud9 after last week? I messaged him. I said, there's not a beer safe anywhere in WA. And he said, beer, all of them. That's after he sent back. We all had a bet. Be optimistic. <laughs> what a win. Oh, no. Actually, I wasn't out there last Saturday, and so I didn't get to spend lucky. any time around him, which might have been a good thing. But uh, And I actually haven't seen the footage yet, but apparently... They got it on camera, him having basically having Luke Fernie on his shoulders. So, tell you what, he must be uh, on a pretty good gym program right now. That's, that's no mean feat. That's what happens when you have a sizable bet at around the 20s and <laughs> you can sort of grow in strength. If you can put LK on your shoulders, um, he's, a, he's, he's not as wiry as I thought he was. Hey, um, uh, overall, though, how did you see the meeting? I thought it played pretty fair. I actually had a really good day. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. It was. Um, it looked like the spot to be was just behind the speed. You know, sort of like the bustler run, um, getting three deck with cover. And I wish I was could say the same as you, Fitz. It was a tough old day for me. I uh, was pretty keen on Super Smith. Had a bit of futures as well. And on the turn, I thought I said to someone I was watching, I thought, "You beauty, here we go." And but yeah, in hindsight, didn't see a mile. So she will go to the Gold Rush in, uh, next week and. Uh, I think she'll do a lot better at 1,400, but I'm a little bit once bitten, twice shy, so we'll see what price she goes up next week and how that race pans out. What are you liking then uh, on the card here? We've got about two or three minutes, but what do you have as your best? I've sort of... It was a hard day for best. There were a few that I was having savers. I thought Duchess of Gossip in race eight was going to be hard to beat. Yeah, definitely agree. The early price she went up, I thought, looked quite attractive around that $3 mark. At the moment, $2.40, probably on the right quote, I'd say. My one query with her is, look, she was absolute moral beat. First up, I thought, the one query I have with her is just barrier two in a race where they could walk. And if they do, she just might get cluttered away again while horses like Amber Glide and Rusty Dreams get a free flow into it. But, yeah, if she gets the breaks, I reckon she wins. Uh, The one horse, my clear best of the day, and I was hoping... You probably know more about the horse than me, but race nine, number one, overpassing the big one. I just can't see how if he runs up to anywhere near his best, they get near him. No, you're spot on. If he turns up, the race is over. It's as simple as that. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's, he, uh, it's tra- probably, travel, hate, anything like that. We saw it last week. Some of those other horses didn't fire. Yeah, I, you're right. They're probably the two differences is he has the extra week to acclimatise and he's been over here and done it before so look I mean you try sometimes not to read too much into what trainers say but I've been following all the socials this week from the Bjorn Basie yard and they just seem like there's an air of confidence about him he, uh, he seems a happy horse again so because you know obviously he didn't go that well in the Everest but even then only been beaten four lengths he probably only has to run a length better than that, and he nearly has his field covered. I do think that at the moment, WA's sprinting ranks are quite weak. We had a lot of good ones retiring the last 12 to 18 months, and 
the um, at the prices, while they're both single figures, I'm relatively happy to take on the three-year-olds. It hasn't historically been a good race for the three-year-olds. They just don't get that same weight swing at weight for age over these distances, say what they do in the northerly in a fortnight's time. Um, anything else on the card that worth a little bit of a double from from your end? I, I was going to have CJP on, but he pulled out, and I was going to run right through all these runners, but um, it, it looks a reasonable betting day. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this card. Uh, obviously, yeah, overpass would be my clear best of the day, but in race four, I want to play two horses. Uh, main bet is number five, Holy Enchantment. He surprised a lot of us, including myself first up, but um, the stable definitely didn't forget to back him. I think he was 20s into eight that day, first up in a mile and won really well. He should only improve going up to 1,800 metres. I've always had a heap of time for this horse and he went off the boil last prep, but on reflection, you could probably put it down to he just didn't like the wet track. So if he's back to his best, which I think he is, he's going to get a lovely run to Area 3 just in behind him. And I think he can go on with it now. In that... Oh, I lost him. Have I lost him? We'll just see whether or not we get Cribber back. We may even go to a quick break and we'll see whether or not we get him back. Just running low on time too. Um, yeah, got you there, Cribber. Yeah, got you. The, the other one with Holy Enchantment, just quickly. Yeah, the other one is the Seven Mountain Ash. It actually was run down by Holy Enchantment last start and probably didn't get conditions to suit that day. Uh, gets a two kilo swing, jumps straight to the front. He might not get conditions to suit again with the South Westerly, but um, he'll be in front for a long way. Should get a much more suitable map here. It doesn't look to be a lot of speed. So well, I want to play those two. And also in race two, look, younger Lash was pretty impressive last start, but at even money, I just, yeah, I, I can't dive into that price. So there's one down the bottom that I want to have something each way, and that's the number 13, Thoroughgood. He's had, he's similar to Holy Enchantment, just didn't come up in the winter. He doesn't like soft tracks, but his three runs this time in over 1,200 metres, which is way too short, have all been really good, especially last start when he got back and flew against the pattern of the day. Up to 1,500 metres, barrier two, settles a lot closer. I reckon he can run your race at a double-figure price each way. Cripper, appreciate your time, buddy. I'm running really low on time, but I'll talk to you a bit later on. Thanks, mate. Sounds good, Fitzy. Catch up. Dead Crips, Crips Racing. Go and subscribe to him. Best bets coming back on the other side of this. Crip is a star. Go and follow him. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. to the form lounge. Miles Fitzner with you. Dan Maglock's Duke Decessa, his best bet. A few oldest winners at the Mount today. Wombat was in and tabbing time. Yeah, to go close in a Muchy Cup. Ripcord lay of the day from Simo. few best bets from me, but the most of these will go out tomorrow, really, because um, I just want to get to the state of the tracks. Race 8, number 7 at Ascot, Duchess of Gossip. Um, race 10 at number 1 Port uh, at Morfordville Parks, Port Albert. Caulfield, clearly race four, number three, Miraval Rose, but I want to wait on tracks. Same as when we go to the Zipping Classic, Duke Decessor if it's wet, Muramasa if it's dry. Um, most of these are going to go up on my dabble profile tomorrow morning. They'll also go up on the Instagram story. Just want to finalise my best. I've been thereabouts. I think the last 15, we've had three winners and something like 
like nine seconds. So I just want to check them off on a Saturday morning. Plus, my birthday yesterday. A little bit behind the eight ball. Hope you all have a great weekend. Trackside coming at you. I'm back tomorrow morning. The odds couple tomorrow, Saturday afternoon for trackside. Then Sunday afternoon for trackside. So wherever you may be, turn your dial to SEN Track. Tune in for winners right throughout the weekend. Love you all. Take care of each other. See you soon.